As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Welcome back to another edition of Head of the Pack, our bi-weekly off-season episodes. As always, I'm Matt here with my good pal Bill Huber. Here to break down our hour plus with Brian Gutekunst yesterday, the impending Aaron Rodgers news, what he said on the Pat McAfee show the other day, everything Gutekunst said about Devontae Adams. The news never stops in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Let's start with yesterday, Bill. What was your biggest takeaway Um regarding Aaron Rodgers from, from Brian Gutekunst. He spoke for about 27 minutes at the podium and then a little more than 40 with a small group of us beat writers in a boardroom overlooking the, the atrium at, at Lambeau Field. What was, what was the biggest thing you took away regarding Rodgers first? Um, they're not sweating the timeline on this. I, I think all, especially us, like me and you and the, the writers are, who are sick of doing this all the time. Um, <laughs> We're in a hurry for this to get done. He's not. Um, they understand. Rodgers understands that there's a timeline that things need to get done. The Packers understand there's a timeline. Goody's not worried. He's not going to pressure Rodgers into making a decision decision now. Look, they've got it all figured out, Matt. I mean, if Rodgers does X, they're going to do Y and Z, right? So I, I guess I understand their perspective on that. So I guess that's my perspective is when he decides, they'll they'll go from there. Yeah, my biggest takeaway actually was – when Goody was asked about Tom Clements, he said that's an example of how Rodgers is involved in decisions that affect his job. I don't think I'm reading too much into that. And I said this to Brian in the side session. You know, it's got to make you feel pretty good that he's coming back if he wants to be involved in decisions that affect his job and he's involving himself in the decision to hire a quarterbacks coach. If he's retiring, that's not a decision that affects his job. I know I'm you know, getting very literal with this here. But, you know, I, th- I think we said um, when, the, when the hire happened, you know, this is a sign that Rodgers is back because we just mm-hmm. assumed he was part of the decision. The general manager is saying he was part of the decision. Sure, I've seen people say on Twitter, oh, Rodgers could just be endorsing Clements because he wants the best for Jordan Love as the starter. No, no Rodgers wouldn't, wouldn't be inserting himself into this unless... He was going to be there and he wouldn't be, you know, 
doing this to his, his guy, Tom Clements, and saying, yeah, come to Green Bay, come to Green Bay, but then I'm going to leave. Yeah, exactly. I've seen people say, oh, well, Tom Clements went to Arizona for Josh Rosen before they drafted Kyler Murray. This is, this is different. Sure, he likes to work. He likes to cultivate young quarterbacks. But the Cardinals had the, the number one pick that year. So there was some inkling that they were drafting a quarterback. Uh, Aaron Rodgers would not tell Tom Clements to take this job unless he would be here. So that begs the question, what is he waiting for to make this decision? I don't know. Maybe he's waiting to get that entire cleanse out of him, the cleanse that I will never, ever touch or do. It sounds <laughs> you- brutal. I don't like puking, Matt. There's a reason why I gave up heavy drinking many, 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 many years ago, and that's it's part of that part of the cleanse. Yeah. <laughs> no thanks. I'll drink. Yes, but not expecting or knowing to vomit. He is doing this knowing that he's going to vomit. But if it makes him win MVPs and makes his body right. feel good, who am I to question it? Um, who knows when this decision is going to come? I would expect it to come on the Pat McAfee show. There was a report this morning that it would be soon. Um, Aaron Rodgers has said that himself. We don't know what soon means. Um, and like I said, I think it would go, ultimately he said before free agency. That's March 16th. So that's the latest possible date that he would make a decision. Yeah, you know, Nothing's gonna get my, my thinking is, is nothing gets announced until there's a contract done. My, my, my feeling is, is he's already told me he's coming back. They just got to hash out the contract part of it. And then when there's a contract hammered out, they'll announce everything else. That's my thinking. We'll see. But you're right. You I mean the whole Clements thing? I mean, Tom Clements is 68 years old. He's not coming here for Jordan Love or Kurt Benkert. Um, yeah, he's, he's coming back and. I'm assuming. So, I, yeah, in the franchise, Tay closes, Matt, March 8th, right? So I, I would think it has to get done by then, and they'll announce. I, I, I guess the, the big question I asked Goody about it is would he take the Tom Brady-style contract and of a below-market contract, knowing that for every dollar he takes less, that's one more dollar that can go to his buddies, Billy Turner, you know, among them. Would, would he do that? I, I think... If you guy wants to win a Super Bowl, I mean, Jesus, take a few less dollars, right? I mean, I, I, I don't begrudge anybody taking money, but boy, howdy, it would help. It certainly would, but, you know, if he doesn't, I don't think that's a knock on him. You got to listen, he's made plenty of money, so he's fine there. But like Devontae Adams said last year, when I asked him if he would take less than highest paid wide receiver money to stay with Rodgers, if it meant he could stay with Rodgers in Green Bay, he said, no, I'm not going to take anything less than what I've earned. And I respect the hell out of that. Yeah. Nor, nor should Rodgers. I understand Brady did it a certain way, but there, there's no requirement to do it that way or even expectation to do it that way. So, listen, even if he doesn't take a discount, I still think they can field a, a very competitive team and one that can compete for a Super Bowl. So, uh, we'll see what happens there. You said... A decision will probably come by March 8th, which is probably true. Speaking of Devontae Adams, I think we already knew this. Although this is kind of a different situation with the franchise tag. 
Goody said yesterday he's never been in a situation like this where a, a premier player would warrant it or, or a player of the caliber of Adams. The last time the Packers used it was on Ryan Pickett in, in 2010. So uh, it's kind of unprecedented around here. But Gutekunst made it clear yesterday that he wants to use the franchise tag only as a last resort. He does not want to use it. He wants to get an extension done. Um, and if he has to use it as a last resort, he hopes it's as a bridge to an extension by July 15th. Now, he did say, yeah, possibly, when asked if it's possible Adams hits the open market. Well, guess what? Is it possible, you know, I get into a car crash today? Is it possible a, comet, is it possible a comet hits the Earth? Yeah, possibly. That doesn't mean it's going to happen. And I think people saying, oh, he's going to let Devontae Adams hit the open market. No. He's not letting Devontae Adams hit the open market. Yeah, I mean that that would be career suicide. I mean, he should be, if that he should be fired on the spot if that happens. God help, Jesus Christ! It's they get a third round compensatory draft pick for him. I think they could probably do better in a. I think they could probably do better in a tag and trade, Matt, than a third rounder. Just my guess. Yeah, you can't let him hit the open market because even if you feel good about your chances of getting him back, you can't risk it. Nope, can't risk it because. Adams has already said he wouldn't take a little bit of a discount to play with Rodgers. There are a lot of teams out there who can probably give him more money than yep. the Packers. So they can't, they can't risk that. Um, Adams won't want the franchise tag, which will pay him $20.12 million fully guaranteed this year. An extension would pay him at least $5 million more this year. Um, but... That's one of the sucky parts about the business of the NFL. The teams have the power in these situations, and and he can't do anything about it. You know, I, I expect him to still show up because he said last year uh, that he would show up to camp without an extension because he wouldn't forfeit money that he's already earned. So I would expect him to show up with the tag. It would certainly make showing up a lot easier if Rodgers was here. Um, I think getting Adams locked in reading the tea leaves, getting Adams locked in, whether it's via the franchise tag or an extension, then the Rodgers decision will come. Um, if they let him hit free agency, then Rodgers will be like, wait, what the hell? <laughs> I'm not coming back if Devontae's not here. So once they get Adams locked in, like you said, by March 8th, I think then the Rodgers decision will shortly follow. If Do you agree with that? Yeah, it's it's... Yeah, Rodgers isn't coming here without Adams. I'm guessing Adams isn't coming here without Rodgers. It's got to be it, – it's almost like Goody's got to negotiate with David Dunn. It's Rodgers' agent. And, geez, I just totally drew the guy – I just totally forgot Adams' agent. It was on my mind like 30 seconds ago. It's almost like they got to – Frank, Frank Bauer. Bauer. Yeah, Frank Bauer. It's almost like they've got to be having simultaneous negotiations, right? Yeah. Because they're not coming back without each other. I mean – Rodgers said at the end of the season that he's not coming back for a rebuild. Not having Devontae Adams is a rebuild. I would I would agree. Because who do That's you have to throw to? I mean, God, they have nobody. They have under contract, it's Juwan Winfrey, Amari Rodgers. I think Malik Taylor's still under contract. Yeah, he, he might not be either. Lazard's restricted, so I guess he sort of kind of under contract. I mean, they have nobody. UK, you could afford to bring MVS back on eight million. Oh a year. yeah, great. So yeah, I just that's not happening. So I would think these are these are 
incredibly closely packed dominoes where if one tips, they're, they're both going to go over. Yeah, I, I think we'll find out a decision here in the near future. The Packers will do it at the last minute. And then we'll find out about Rodgers shortly thereafter. He's got to space out his appearances on McAfee anyway, doesn't he? <laughs> That's where he's going to announce it. Man, you're too young for this. Um, long time ago, Geraldo Rivera had this TV special where they're opening Al Capone's vault. You're way too young for this, Matt. I don't know hey, what you're talking three, about. Three quarters of listeners are probably too young for this. It was like hype for weeks on TV that, that they're going to open Al Capone's vault. And they open it up and there was nothing. So he can't go on McAfee show too many more times with no news. So I would think, I think the next time it has to be some news. And God, I hope so, because we all wasted too much time. I mean, it was interesting, but I was watching, there's like, there's like 138,000 viewers on the live stream on YouTube. By the time Rogers was done, it was like 80 something. It's like, people are just like, screw this. That, hey, that, those are incredible numbers. It is. The guy's a, making a few dollars. That's crazy. So next up, Zedarius Smith. Bye-bye. Goody obviously can't say he's gone, but he basically said he's gone when he said there are a lot of things that need to fit into place to make that work. We knew he was already gone. Not only the cap hit, yeah, he's a damn good player when he's healthy. And sure, his relationship with the, with the team in the locker room is probably in a better spot than it was when he wasn't voted a captain. But he's doing all the eyeball emojis on Instagram and deleting all the Packers stuff from his social media and posting that farewells to Green Bay. I mean, he knows he's gone, and it certainly sounds like it, according to Brian Gutekunst. Yeah, it was interesting. It was kind of just the dancing around answer from Goody on that one. When I asked him about Mason Crosby, you know, they had signed a third kicker on, what, Tuesday? Monday, I don't know, all the days of the same. And I said, does that mean that's it for Mason? And no, 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 was his quote. I mean, he made it perfectly clear that Crosby's not done here. Yeah. But there, there was no such definitive answer on Zadarius. So I was Correct. dancing around it. And so I, yeah, he's, they'll miss him for sure. I mean, they, they don't have anybody else winning in the wings. I mean, Tipa and Jonathan Garvin were not very good in reserve, Ooh. but. Um, they are so far over the cap, and there's $15.3 million of cap savings just begging to be harvested there. So he's gone. They'll draft our outside linebacker fairly early. And Zedarius is going to make a shitload of money because there's just a bad outside linebacker market of free agents. He'll be in demand. And at the end of the day, everybody's going. The Packers are going to get their cap savings, and Zedarius is going to get a lot of money. Maybe from the Minnesota Vikings. Maybe from the Minnesota Vikings. And you know what? That's where that latest eyeballs emoji was from. Well, yeah, because about, about an the, hour the after that, emoji the Mike, was, Smith, Mike right. Smith for the Vikings was an hour after that. So, yeah. Uh, transitioning into a, que- a one question about this. Could the pack from Wyatt Fulton, could the Packers trade Z instead of outright cutting him? What would that do to the cap and what would the market look like? Um, according to Over the Cap, a trade pre-June 1st, would free up the same amount of cap space as a cut pre-June 1st, $15,281,250. So that would not do anything in terms of cap space. Um, In terms of getting something in return, it's really hard to get something worth it in return if everybody knows you're going to cut him anyway. Yeah, that money too, the the trading team or the acquiring team 
gets that contract. So you got to you got to tack on a contract extension on top of that. Right. For a guy who barely played after back surgery. Right. And if you cut him, you don't have to take on that massive contract right when, right when you sign him. So I don't think they're going – plus, yeah, there's probably teams out there that want him. But because of what you just said, because of that salary, I think there will be teams willing to – you know, go after him on the open market, even if they have competition, whereas a trade, they wouldn't have competition if they trade for him, if yep. that makes sense. Yeah, the back thing is an issue. I, yes. It's, it's hard to pay anybody that much money when you just don't know. Maybe he'll be fine. Like I think we talked about the last podcast, Gronk had back problems coming out of Arizona, and he obviously, he, he turned out to be okay, but who knows? So you said Crosby... I thought he was always good as gone. Yeah. But yesterday, Brian Gutekunst seemed very adamant that that was not the case. He called him a championship-level kicker. And echoing what Maurice Drayton and Matt LaFleur said throughout the season, he said, yeah, Mason's got to make kicks, but there were a lot of moving parts around him. If we look at the two years before, Mason only missed two two field goals combined. So... That makes sense. Now, they signed Dominic Eberle out of Utah State, was with the Raiders for a cup of tea. So they have three kickers on the roster. They protected J.J. Molson all last season, maybe not because they thought he was the future, as I've been assuming, but Goody said, you know, we had to have an extra kicker just in case COVID. Um, I doubt they go into off-season workouts with three kickers on the roster. But it's possible. What's your read on this kicker situation here? And do you think there's actually a chance they keep Crosby instead of freeing up the $2.4 million in cap space that they would free up by cutting him? Sure seems that way. I mean, Brian couldn't have been any more. Well, I guess he could have been more definitive. He could have said he's our kicker, period. He didn't quite go that far. Mason, where our football team is, Having a championship kind of kicker, a guy who can compete at that level, is important. There will always be competition. Everybody's got to hold their own. We've got to make kicks, but at the same time, there was a lot of moving parts there. That seems like to me that he's there'll be a kicking competition, including him, and I'm going to assume that it's going to be with Eberle, who was with Rich Basaccia on the, on the uh, Raiders practice squad throughout 2020. And I think J.J. Molson probably, is probably gone. This is probably their guy. Is you know, it's it's Rich's guy. They're going to bring him in and see what you got. I know these guys are professionals, Matt. But if you're Mason and you're going out there week four, week five, week nine, what are you thinking? You got to be thinking: Is the snap going to be good? Is the hold going to be good? Is the I mean, that's got to be tough going up there just not knowing what's going to happen. And he made that game winning kick week three against the 49ers that was almost blocked. And you fast forward, what, four months to the divisional playoffs game against the 49ers and a kick is blocked. They just never got things fixed. And that has to weigh in a guy, even a veteran guy like Crosby, I think. Yeah, I I would assume so. Um, I think we always knew it wasn't entirely his fault. I think the decision or the assumption that they cut him was more based on his his cap number than, than his performance. But, hey, 
just like with backup quarterback, you can't play it safe and cut corners at kicker. And the Packers certainly haven't done that for the last decade and a half. And according to Brian Gutekunst, I don't know if they're going to do it anymore. So I wouldn't be surprised after yesterday uh, if if Crosby plays well during camp. Um, it'll be interesting to see. I expect Bajorquez to stay. It'll be interesting to see if they get another long snapper. It's it's all based on what Rich Basaccia feels when he watches the tape. Rich Basaccia could say, I need a punter who can hold and cut Corey Bajorquez. That's possible. He said he could say, I need a long snapper who can block and cut Steven Wardle. Because it sounds like Rich Basaccia is going to have some some uh, impact on personnel. So yeah, we'll Matt. You, yeah, you, you get the ninety man roster, man. There's there's no reason why they can't have two kickers, two punters, and two snappers in camp, and just let them battle it out. So I, I would assume there'll be two of everybody. Yeah, I go, I go back. It was a million years ago now, but Crosby had a terrible year in 2012. He was worse in the league by percentage. Um, they gave him a renegotiated contract full of incentives, and Crosby bounced back with eight consecutive really good years. I wouldn't surprise me if. They could do something with Crosby's contract to to lessen the cap hit, maybe make it up if he bounces back like presumably they're expecting him to. So I I, I would think there's probably work to do it, all those things, you know, as far as the roster goes and the cap goes. But I, I'm going I'm to guess there'll be two of everybody in camp and see how it shakes out. That's how it'll be. Packers have already started clearing up that cap space. Uh, Field Yates has reported that – they also restructured Aaron Jones. They restructured Kenny Clark yesterday, which Brian Gutekunst confirmed, and he also said they'd be, I don't know if I like the way he described it, touching a lot more along the way. Like, yeah, that's a weird rest- thing. Right, yeah. Just say you're going to restructure the contracts, man. Yeah, the, uh, old but, words, the old words are perfectly good, Matt. Yeah. Um, Kenny's was about $11 million, according to Field. Aaron Jones was about three three million, a little more, three point oh eight. So they're getting there. It's possible. You know, I, I the cap is not a myth, but there are always ways to to get under it. And these two contracts, Aaron Jones and uh, Kenny Clark, were two of the ones mentioned in this story I did with Michael Janitti from Spot Track a couple weeks ago. Spot Track, I still don't know how to pronounce it. Um Preston Smith was another one that I would expect to come down here in the near future. So they'll be doing a lot, and I'm sure there will be more. What else did you take away? Bakhtiari, not a long-term concern. Yeah, he can say that, but then he said he feels great about him as the future left tackle. Um, I think that was encouraging. He said Elton Jenkins' rehab is going great so far. Something I took away, and, and... Circling back to Rodgers, is there was a report last offseason from a national media outlet that the Packers promised Rodgers they would trade him if he still wanted to be traded this offseason. And that was one of the conditions for him coming back. Gutekunst denied that. He said that did not happen. He said they sat down and said, we'll work it out one way or the other, which is a little more vague. But he said they did not promise Rodgers a trade. Yeah, that's... uh. I don't. I don't know how it gets reported one way, and Goody says the other. That's that was interesting. I'm not sure. I'm not sure where the disconnect is on that. 
unless the agreement and what what did Brian say was they would agree to talk, right? Is that kind of how it was phrased? So maybe yeah, agree to sit down. Maybe, and maybe talk. the maybe the game of telephone last year went a a step too far. I don't know, but that's interesting. You know, I is speaking of trades, man. I know Ryan Wood asked Brian about it in the uh, the Lombardi boardroom session. Why does he just trade Rodgers? I mean, he didn't quite phrase it that way, but you know, I talked to somebody a couple weeks ago and said two first rounders and a starter for Rodgers and maybe two first for Devontae. Why not just trade those guys and start anew? And you know what? Well, it, it's 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 a good question. It really is. What do you think, Matt? Here's my answer. Then we'll say what Gutekunst said yesterday is if you have Hall of Fame caliber players who are not on the decline and are still playing at a Hall of Fame level and you have no reason to believe that they will stop doing so in the near future, you don't trade them for unknowns. Like, even if, I don't care what you get back. I don't care how much it helps you financially. Brian Gutekun said it yesterday. We're the Green Bay Packers. I'm not saying he owes it to his fans to keep winning, which maybe he does, but they're the Green Bay Packers. There's no such thing as a rebuild around here in the last three decades. And I'm not saying Jordan Love's going to be the next Hall of Fame quarterback, but there's a standard that they set here. And if you have Hall of Fame players that still have Hall of Fame talent, a lot of it left in the tank, which we should imagine that Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams do despite their age, you don't just trade them to for for the heck of it for whatever you get in return. And Brian Gutekunst essentially said that in a Cliff Notes version. He said because I think we have as good of a chance to win the Super Bowl as anybody next year with both of those guys. So trading both of them and getting a massive haul in return does not entice him whatsoever. And I agree with him wholeheartedly. Yes, absolutely. I know there's a kind of hate to go on Twitter, Matt, but there's a sizable number of Packers fans who are like, if you can't win it in 2020 and you can't win it in 2021, you're not going to win it. What are we doing here? To steal your phrase, <laughs> what are we doing here? Let's move on because you're not going to win with them as it is. And I but get But the it. thing is, maybe, I, I, maybe you will. Right. I, 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 I was watching uh, the NBA on TNT Ultimate Fantasy Draft where they had nine different tables of, of GMs to draft uh, their teams based on the 75, you'll see where I'm going with this, the 75 best players of all time. One table was uh, Dominique Wilkins was a GM, Jerry West was one. One table was Shaq, Kenny, and Charles. And Shaq was telling a story about when he got to the Lakers and was frustrated about losing or not winning a championship despite playing really well during the beginning of his Lakers tenure. And Jerry West came to him and said, Shaq, I went to the finals nine times before I won a championship. Guess what? It might happen eventually. Yep. And yeah, I think part of Roger's mind, and it's natural to think, well, if it hasn't happened yet, will it ever happen? But guess what? It's about making sure the team you field has the best chance to make it back that year because you're the Green Bay freaking Packers. You're not, you're not the rebuilding Jaguars or the Lions. You're the Green Bay Packers. You contend every year. And what gives you the best chance to reach the Super Bowl this year is having Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Now, if Devontae Adams has had two straight seasons of 
injury filled seasons and not great production and Rodgers is kind of on the decline. I could see that thought of trading both them slipping into their mind more, but guess what? These two guys in the last two years have been the best quarterback and the best wide receiver on planet earth. You don't trade them. Right. So I agree with that. And let, let's, let's talk about Tom Brady, Matt. He, what, he won seven Super Bowls. Is that right? So in 2000, it's, it's distorted the no, expectation. Hang on. In 2004, his Patriots beat the Eagles for the Super Bowl. They, the Patriots did not win in 2005. They didn't win in 2006 or 2007 or 2008 or 2009 or 2010 or 11 or 12 or 13. They finally won again in 2014. Should Bill Belichick have given up on Tom Brady in 2011 after they lost to the Giants in the Super Bowl? Should he have given up on Tom Brady after 2012? Should he have given up on Tom Brady after 2013? No. If you've got a chance to win a Super Bowl, you try to win a Super Bowl. You might not win it, but you got a chance. Tom Brady won a decade without a Super Bowl. All of a sudden, he won a whole shitload after that. No, you do not give it to Aaron Rodgers because he hasn't won one for the decade. It's my God, he might win it this coming year or the and next might season. Win it the next or he year. might win it the next year. Or he might win three in a row. Who the hell knows? Um, they got no chance with Jordan Love. I'm so they don't, Matt. And if, I and, agree. If, and, if, and, and while Goody declined to answer this question, and I ask him if Jordan Love had shown anything against the Chiefs or the Lions, we might not be in a situation because if Jordan Love looked like a winning quarterback, they would have traded Rodgers yesterday and gone with the cheaper quarterback who gives them a chance to win still. They haven't done it. Aaron Rodgers is the chance to give them Super Bowl wins. You, you ride that wagon until the wheels fall off. I wholeheartedly agree. And that's a good segue to get into our questions. From Jacob Abdul, relative of Paula. How long <laughs> after you're done do you think Rodgers will make his announcement? Five, maybe ten minutes? No, I don't ah, expect that's it a, to be. That's a great line, though. I don't expect it to be today. I expect it to be closer to March 8th because I, I expect. Here's why. Brian Gutekunst said they'd exhaust every option before they have to use the franchise tag. I don't think they're going to come to an extension with Devontae before March 8th. They'll use the franchise tag as a last-ditch thing on March 8th or a little bit before that. And then Rodgers will make his decision. So I would expect his decision to come probably... During the combine, because listen, I might do this too if I was him. Rodgers loves being the center of attention, and who wouldn't? You got to take advantage of it while you can. That's not a knock on him. I don't blame him for that. Everyone's going to be in Indianapolis at the combine waiting for some big news to drop about the NFL. He might just announce it then. Everyone in the NFL is in one spot. He becomes the talk of the town instead of this dead period until the combine. So I think it happens during combine week. As long as I'm not in the car, Matt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll be in, uh, I'll be in uh, West Lafayette or something when Rodgers yeah. announces. Like, Jesus Christ, are you kidding me? Yep. <laughs> or it will be 10 minutes from now. From ten the man ten, Mulcahy. Ten minutes, yeah. ten minutes after Marissa posts the podcast. There it goes. <laughs> Marissa is on break. It will be Kent posting this. Marissa, oh, right. um, I believe, is getting married. 
So yeah, but she can take a minute to do the podcast, though. <laughs> what the hell, come on, Marissa. The man Mulcahy says, "Who do you think will be GB's biggest free agent retention, and who will be their biggest FA departure?" Um, their biggest retention will be. I don't know if Devontae Adams counts if you franchise tag him. Let's bypass that one. That's the obvious one. I'll bypass that one. Um, their biggest free agent retention. I'm not even going to go with Alan Lazard because he's a restricted free agent. I'm going to go unrestricted free agent. I think their biggest free agent retention will be Robert Tunyon. Ooh, that's a good one. I think they could get him for cheaper because he's coming off a torn ACL. I think it's possible he's ready for the start of the season because Josiah DeGuara tore his ACL in week four of the 2020 season. And he was ready for the start of the season. Tunyon tore his in week eight, so it's not out of the question. Maybe he misses the first week or two. But it's certainly, you would imagine, an easier recovery than David Bakhtiari, given his stature. Um, so I'll say Robert Tunyon. They severely, severely missed a pass-catching threat Oof. at tight end the second half of the season. And there's no guarantee that they can get one early in the draft. Um, you, you already have enough of these H-backs blocking tight ends in Daphne DeGuara and, and Mercedes Lewis. It will be interesting to see. Uh, he still has a year left on his contract. I think he's only back if Rodgers is back, which I assume will happen. Um, so I think they, they get back Tunyon, and as bad as this seems, I think they benefit from him tearing his ACL because his price will go down a little bit. Yeah, it's a good one. It's it's a really good draft um, for my read. I haven't done much work on it so far, but of, of tight ends, which is rare because tight end drafts have been bad for years. I think it's deep. Like yeah. I was looking at Dane Brugler's mock draft, and Ruckert from Ohio State seems to be the one in the Packers' wheelhouse. But that would be late in the late in the second round. So I don't think it's like top heavy with like a Kyle Pitts, but it's got good depth, is my understanding. I want to say because I, I would have taken Tunyon too. So I'll go off the board. I'll, I'll go Devondre Campbell, and somehow they'll find a way to make oh, the right. finances work. Why I have I no idea. I have no idea, Matt, because um, he's going to cost a shitload of money. I know Spotrack or Spotrack said three for nineteen. That's, that's that ain't happening. I I just don't think an All Pro linebacker is going to go for six million dollars per year. Um, but maybe you give him a low a, a low year one base and a pretty good signing bonus, and then you give him a pretty solid start of the league year roster bonus to catch him up financially. Man, he was so good, and they've been so bad at that spot for so many years, and the only inside linebackers they have, well, not the only ones, but right now their, their projected starting combination would be Chris Barnes and Ty Summers. No, you can't. <laughs> that's not good. So somehow they'll find a way to keep Devondre Campbell. It's going to cost a shitload of money. Uh, but they will they will make that happen. Yep. Will you do a from Jack Lambert? Will you do a sponsored twelve day cleanse? If I get paid a significant amount of money, I'll do it. But I don't think I'm going to get paid nearly enough of what it would take. So no, I won't do it. A story I do want to work on this off season, and if you're listening to the podcast this long, uh, you get the inside. Although I haven't even reached out to. I tried to do it during the season. Was quickly shot down. Um, but I'll try to do it during the off season. Kind of along the lines of when I was covering the Raiders, I I learned how to kick field goals from Giorgio Tavecchio for a morning and wrote about it. 
I want AJ Dillon to put me through a leg day workout and write about it. And I'm going to, once, once we get into the, the doldrums of the summer, I'm going to see if he'll do that. I think I have a pretty good shot. We'll see. A good shot of what? Dying? Well, yeah, being, but a good shot of crushed? A, a good shot of him accepting. Oh, I thought you meant a good shot of being crushed under the weight. No, 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 no. Well, Man, that too. I, that guy. So we went up to Door County uh, a few weeks ago, and we stopped at AC Tap because that's AJ's spot. It's not what reason why we went. We actually have a place in Bailey's Harbor, and we went up there. And he was actually there that day. A, he is the world's nicest human being. He was there's just per, group after group coming and posing for pictures, and he smile. He legit smiles for every photo, and I see him, and he comes over. And he says, "What are you guys getting?" And we all said our orders of wings we're getting. And he says, "You got to get the garlic parmesan," but we had already ordered. So, so he, so he comes, recognized you. Yeah. So he comes over ten minutes later with four garlic parmesan wings from his own order. So it's my wife and two kids there, and he gives them to us. But I'm telling you, he is the nicest man in the world, and Jesus Christ's legs—they're they're big. But he, he looks like this humongous man on TV under pads. He is he's humongous, but not in a Eddie Lacy kind of way. Whoo boy. Anyways, that'd be a good that'd be a good story though, that. And how you can be in that good of shape by eating chicken wings is really is really the conversation to be had. Yeah, that's a good one to be had. <laughs> From Ama Diesel, your opinions on Rasul coming back? Love Bill's question about middle linebackers. Don't know why Goody be lying like that. <laughs> um, I, I think if Rodgers and or Adams aren't back, they'll, they'll be able to keep both Campbell and Douglas. But if Rodgers and Adams are back, they'll only be able to keep Campbell or Douglas. And you keep... Campbell 100 times out of 100 over Rasul Douglas. So I think Rasul Douglas is gone. He deserves a much bigger contract. And even though he said um, to us in that season-ending press conference, it wouldn't take much more than he made this year, which was, I believe, below a million dollars, it's going to take a lot more. <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe it's like $7 million, but that's not $7 million the Packers can afford, especially if they have to pinch pennies, they can do it at corner since they have – a healthy Jair Alexander and Eric Stokes on the outside. Yeah, Stokes, Jair, and you receive you re- receive you resign Shannon Sullivan for the slot and go draft somebody, and away you go. Yeah, Rasul's priced himself out of here, and good for him. That's all we got for today. We'll come back to you once uh, once Aaron Rodgers makes his decision. Uh, maybe a post combine episode. Oh, that's what it'll be. Bill yeah. and I will both be in Indianapolis next Tuesday for the Combine after Brian Gutekunst and Matt LaFleur speak with reporters. Maybe there's an Aaron Rodgers decision by then. Um, maybe Aaron Rodgers makes his decision before Tuesday so Matt LaFleur and Brian Gutekunst don't have to answer mo- more questions about what he's going to do, rather what he has done. That'd be ideal. Um, that would be ideal. We'll have a spot on Radio Row in Indy bringing you a podcast then. Until then, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for your questions, and we'll talk to you next time.